Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. Hey, what is up, Micah man? I'm chilling, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. A little bit beat down from the day. Today's my Sunday. You know, I got Tuesday, Wednesdays off. So, mm-hmm. you know, today's my Sunday out there messing with the pool and getting doing a bunch of things today. And out there hustling, looking for, you know, looking for property. You know how you doing it. Looking for properties, looking for stuff. And that's the thing with that's the thing with hustlers, right? Right now, everybody's like the COVID thing. And, um, and oh, man, I'm so bored. There's nothing to do. Nothing to do. Man, you and I, there's not enough hours in the day. That's real. That for is hustlers true. like us, there's not enough hours in the day. And um, like most of our fans out there and uh, listeners, and uh, Scott Jennings would probably agree. Who, and Scott Jennings is our next guest. Uh, episode 126 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, Home Away, all that stuff podcast. And I'll do a quick bio on Scott before, I, before, I, um, before he speaks. He's sitting there, you know, patiently waiting. Uh, Scott Jennings is a native of N- NC, which is, I would assume, North Carolina. An entrepreneur to the core, Scott was the guy selling you candy in school. He is the owner of Service RX, an installation service and maintenance company for commercial fitness equipment that operates from Pennsylvania to Florida to Atlanta. He is a COO in the newly formed Sojourn. A short and mid-term rental management investment group, Scott has been a long-time member of Inmates to Entrepreneurs, where he is a board member, teacher, and mentor. He has been a he has been a guest of the White House and worked with members of Congress and the media to uh, due to his work with Inmates and Entrepreneurs. Scott truly believes anything is possible with a great mindset, good work ethic, and creative thoughtful approach. It is a pleasure for him to share his experiences with those around him. Scott sees himself as a student as well as a teacher. So give it up for Scott Jennings, everybody. Scott, what up? <laughs> that was dope. I, I always wanted to do that. <laughs> <sighs> How you been, man? How you doing? Oh, we're hanging in there. It's the end of the day here. Um, you know, you you said that entrepreneurs or, or those who are, are hustlers, whatever you want to call us, um, we don't have enough time in the day. Ain't that the truth? And especially when you like what you do, more often than not, at least, um, <laughs> you will get up and half the time before you've even finished your coffee, you will start rolling if into your office um, or so forth, you know, uh, and I'm sort of at that point right now, especially with the things changing, right? The way they have, uh, I'm more on the new side of, uh, the, the short term, midterm rental game. We're now saying midterm because now all of us are looking to put people there longer than just 30 days. Um, if at all possible. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a new market. So I have been fanatical about learning and also building a new website, which I'm going to do. I'm doing all on my own this time, 100% from beginning to end. And let me tell you, it's testing every patience I have, but I think I will be done over the next handful of days. So I'm I'm proud of myself. I'm beating my chest. (laughs) (laughs) So you're, so you're more of a do it yourself kind of guy. Well, normally so with fit, uh, with excuse me, with Service RX, God, just changing the name, it's hard to remember. Um, 
with, with service RX, I've always had a designer, but he designs build templates. And then I just go in and make basic changes, right. That need to get done. And I can be creative over time. This, I, I wasn't sure what I wanted specifically. And so when you're not very specific, you're now talking a couple thousand dollars to do the website versus, and I get the time, right? I have the time right now to be able to dedicate some hours every day or every couple of days or whatever to doing it. So I wanted the challenge. It's just another opportunity to learn, I guess, essentially. That's what it comes down to. I can learn. And then if I want to do something else in the future, I'm more apt to be able to do it on my own because a startup cost is a website. And if I can do it myself and the faster I can do it and I can get more to the point. And if I'm, I'm, I'm okay with design, you know, I don't build something janky. Um, it might not be the most high end and some designers would rip it apart and have me fix all kinds of stuff, but it's good. And, and um, so yeah, it's just more about me learning. And, and being able to do for myself so that that way when the time comes and I don't have to do these things anymore or don't want to do these things anymore, I'm, I'm able to communicate to those who are much better. Mm -hmm. There you go. How long Perfect. has your service RX been up? Okay. So, well, we started at fit tech and assembly back in, um, I've been in the fitness equipment industry since 2010, but I was a contractor for the first year. So we started in 2011. And uh, we became Service RX just here in the last couple of weeks. Um, and we did that because <laughs> when you don't know any better and you name your business Fit Tech in the fitness equipment world, it doesn't matter if it says Fit Tech and Assembly is the whole name, it's still Fit Tech and all the million different ways that people want to spell it, be cute. Uh, we get held up responsible for all the other Fit Techs in our industry. And there's a lot, supposedly. The vast majority of them, you can't find a website on them, by the way. You can't find them. You, we just know that they're there. And, um, and we kept running into instances where we were being held accountable for another company. And then two sort of major, well, three things happened all at once. One, um, a high-end service advisor over at Core Health and Fitness. So Core Health and Fitness is the parent company for Star Trek and, um, and Nautilus and Schwinn. Um, uh, those are brands you, you've seen, right? Um, and Stairmaster. Okay. Uh, so the best thing you could ever do is change your name. You're being, you're, you're, the service reps are holding you accountable for everybody else as well. So we heard that and we were like, okay, let's start thinking about this. We already knew this was a, th a thing anyways. And then uh, there's just a handful of miles south of me here. A, a guy changed his name to fit tech. <laughs> it's like, dude, you gotta know I'm here. I mean, because I'm easy to find. I'm not hard. I'm not hard to find. I, ha I mean, the website, uh, look, my website, the SEO, and it's, it's, it's been up for so long. They had a girl from California call and say, hi, is this fit tech? Yeah. She says, can you come see, you know, service my equipment? Where are you at? And she was like somewhere in Northern California. And I said, no, you know, <laughs> why? Cause she was calling a fit tech there, but they didn't have a website, obviously, you know? Mm -hmm. So we've had that. And then uh, we were doing an install at LA Fitness in Atlanta. And um, we're friends, we're pretty good friends with Neil, who's their head of operations um, so for all of, all of the LA Fitnesses. And, and Neil pops in and sees my guys and he's like, oh, hey, Fit Tech's here. And he's like, you know, I'm talking to him, blah, 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 blah. And my guys didn't know him. They didn't, uh, but 
he knew who we were and I know who he is. And he looks at the guys and go, Hey, by chance, did you guys do the install in Detroit? That's <laughs> because they messed that up. Was that y'all? <laughs> you know, and no, we don't service Detroit, but it should have just never been a question. Right. And so changing it to service RX, we're still service. We still work, stay in that world. Right but it's going to be it's going to separate us out enough that we can also do other things too we have a good relationship with hydro massage so if you ever go to planet fitness those chairs that uh the that you get to lay on that massage you not the mechanical ones but the ones that shoot water in them um yeah we we fix and install a lot of those um and then we've been messing around a little bit with some uh tanning beds and um we're actually very interested in getting to the float industry so um, sensory deprivation chambers, you know, they're coming back. They're very cool. If you have not tried them, uh, suggest Rogan. you go. Have you tried one, Steve? Uh, Joe Rogan show. He always talks about that stuff. Yep. Well, you know, you know, and yeah, I'd heard it there. And then I saw some other people talking about it. And I went here locally and tried one. And oh, yeah, man, if I could own <laughs> one. It's like, it's like forced meditation. And the only way to explain it is after I, w- I went in for an hour and when I came out, I had not been that centered as a human being in an extremely long time. Wow. I mean, completely grounded. It's, it, there's just no way to sort of, okay, the closest thing I think that might make sense. You know that brief moment when you wake up, like as soon as you realize you're coming into consciousness and like you're perfectly in that moment, like just, it's that best place in the world to be. Mm-hmm. that's what it was like as far yeah. yeah, getting to that point. Put it this way. I, I went to a point where I was doing some deep breathing and I've, I've learned, I don't know enough about it, but I just know that, you know, good breathing work, whatever is really good for you. But I was in there and I was doing some deep breathing, but suddenly, you know, when you close your eyes, you're, you're, you basically are sort of like two dimensional. All right. It's no real depth to it. It suddenly grew depth for me. You know, like suddenly that darkness, that, that blackness had depth. It just, yeah. Uh, one day it'll be a regular thing for me. That's what, awesome. What areas do you guys service? Because we're building a gym. <laughs> well, uh, so, okay, so we get the D.C. office, and um, he's just outside of D.C. And, you know, so he's servicing basically D.C. Metro. So, remember, mo- uh, the vast majority of Maryland becomes D.C. Metro, a lot of, you know. Um, so, he's got the Northern Virginia uh, Maryland, he ends up in Pennsylvania doing some installs, some Delaware doing installs. It, West Virginia actually is right by his, his place too because uh, that office up there is based out of Little Washington, which is the middle of nowhere, Northern Virginia. Um, and so he, he does sort of that area. And, and service-wise, we were splitting the, the, the line at, at like Richmond, Virginia, because it's halfway through the state. Um, and then the North Carolina headquarters is actually much bigger. So that's North Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina. Um, we take care of Charlotte and Columbia, South Carolina. And this, so most, most of North Carolina and South Carolina, parts of Georgia, we go over to Atlanta and stuff like that. And then we had a Florida office, but that's on its way out. Um, just not a good relationship uh, with, with the person running it, just not working out very well. Uh, might come back. There's a lot of opportunity down there, but um, you guys are more Western. So uh, 
I don't think we're heading in that direction anytime soon. However, if anybody listening to this podcast would be interested in teaming up with us, sorry, um, <laughs> we're always looking for something new. I mean, call we mahogany. are just, call mahogany. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, I just saw that recently. So who, mahogany is who's, who's significant uh, other. It's my wife. Okay. Your wife. And is, she has a, a, a fitness thing going on. Cause I saw yeah, she's a uh, personal trainer and bodybuilder. Gotcha. 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 Well, you know, if she wants to tap some of the people who might be service techs that she sees that want the opportunity to basically own a business, um, that's sort of what we're looking to try to do for our growth. Find people who have experience, who have the, the dedication and the talent. We've already, you know, we'll make mistakes. We went to the person in Florida. It wasn't a good fit for us. Um, but the guy in DC has been awesome. Right. So, um, what we bring to the table is being able to simply um, almost turn on the faucet for some people, literally, mm. you know, instead of having a hard startup, right. You know, trying to do it on your own and make, you know, make connections and stuff. We just start calling people and go, Hey, we're in this area now. They're, oh, great. Wonderful. You know, and um, it's worked out well. It happened in Florida and it, ha- it definitely happened in DC. So now here's a question I have, because obviously you dropped some names like of um, Planet Fitness, big, big companies that you set up, you know, gym equipment for. Mm-hmm. And um, so have you always done like, you know, help people start up home gyms and stuff like that? Not so much home gyms. Uh, so the residential customer is much harder than the commercial customer. Mm. Um, the commercial customer has a level of experience. Doesn't mean the commercial customer is always easy either, right? But they're right. at least coming with knowledge. And the residential customer is not, and they're shopping on. They are really shopping on price more often than not. Mm. They don't care about quality. They, you know, they just want to know that oh, I can get what I want for a thousand bucks or fifteen hundred bucks. You know, I tell people all the time that would that used to call us. Um, They'd say, hi, you know, I want to buy a treadmill and it's okay. You know, and we, through some of our residential uh, manufacturers, we have the opportunity to sell residential stuff. I'm like, well, if, if you go under sort of this price point, you're wasting your time. Basically, if you go to Walmart, you buy a Walmart treadmill, you bought a Walmart treadmill, even though <laughs> it still said the same brand name as a, as a higher end one, right? Mm-hmm. You know? it's just, you, you pay for, you know, you get what you pay for. And so and we've done and the residential customer too. They, they don't know how to think about how this is going to fit in their space. Um, it's just, it's just a lot more work. So, I mean, it, will I do it for someone? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. But let me help actually help you versus fight against you to get it done. Um, because you, you have to spend some money to get what you want and you have to think about how it's going to fit in that space. Well, see, because I, I, the reason I ask is because the with obviously with the COVID nineteen nineteen thing going on and gyms shutting down everywhere, and then they're barely starting to going to start opening up again. I wouldn't think your phone would be ringing off the hook to be filling up these places with new gym equipment. So, did you ever think of like doing a pivot like that and and marketing yourself as someone to set up these home gym because everybody wants a home gym now? Um, well, see, that's the thing. So in North Carolina, we sort of we, we stopped doing the, in, we stopped installing for right now. Um, here's why. So I, I'm, I'm blessed in the beauty of now I get to show up part-time or no time. Uh, so we, we've been on the service side for quite some time and two and a half going on three years ago, I started doing install and we had more and more customers call. I come from the world of office furniture. So I understand the assembly of products, right? You know, I was building office cubicles and installing office furniture for, for 13 years on and off. Um, 
and when by the time I left, I'd been project manager, a project coordinator. Um, you know, I had very large territories for people that I'd worked for. So, but so install came naturally. Um, but then what happens? The more we grew, uh, what I realized is that the more control we lost in the end product and how things happen. And I couldn't get it. I couldn't gain that control. And so it was a kind of, it's okay. So we started losing money because I could, you know, I had issues on the crew. Didn't matter how much I wanted to train you, just work ethic, things happening. It doesn't mean all the guys, but there, there was an, a consistency right? You need a consistency and work ethic to be successful. Um, even in just teaching someone to put something together too, it's extremely, I mean, we're moving thousands of pounds a day. I mean, you know, mm. you know, we're not digging ditches. That's hard too, right? But we are offloading whole trucks that have, you know, each weight stack is a minimum of 200 pounds. Some of the, the, the heaviest piece of equipment that comes completely built is pretty much a piece of free motion functional trainer. It's about 1200 pounds. Um, and two guys will move that they'll get it up on a dolly and, and they'll get it moved, but they're doing that day in and day out and they're fighting. They're, also equipment's not exactly always won't fit through doors. You know how many gyms have a normal size door instead of two doors? Um, so half the time you're taking <laughs> things apart, you know, so it was a variety of things. It was just, so I can't, I can, I can control my crew. That's the thing I can control, but I couldn't control all my dealers and my manufacturers. And my main dealer that I was working for got in bed with some very large players and started letting the very large players really control the boat. And they'd say, yeah, 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 we're ready. And then we'd show up and they cut the concrete out going into the building the day before. And so, yeah, we, we charged you, but we didn't charge you at a profit. All right. We just, we, we charged for time. And then what happens is, it's a variety of things and they all sort of send like excuses, but I couldn't control that half. And when someone told me that, Hey Scott, you can still get your paycheck and not have to do this craziness anymore. I said, you know what? Um, I want to focus on my short-term rentals and, um, and grow that business because it's, 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 it's cash flow. It's good. And this is, it's, this is new and intriguing to me. And, um, and you know, I'm having fun at it. So, uh, so, so how does this bring us all the way back to short-term rentals? How did you get into that? You know what? I saw Brian Page go on Grant Cardone and offer his course for $997 or whatever it is. Oh, did you know that the, the secret number and all uh, pay for like gigs like that where they're selling you a product usually end in a seven? Just saw that the other day and I actually started realizing <laughs> that they all end in sevens. You know, so anyhow, it was like nine ninety seven, and you know, And then if you listen to some of the other people um, you know, who will poo poo Brian page and his course and whatever. I don't care. It got me, it got me the information I needed to get started in a in a systematic way and help me understand what I had to do first. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it, so we bought the course like, and for between the course and our first place, uh, about, I pitched three places and by the third one, I'd already landed my first studio apartment. Nice. Um, yeah. And I, so we, you know, we're a mix now of arbitrage and uh, managing for owners. I'm not sure which I like best. I think I like the arbitrage better because I'm in more control. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm also learning what kind of owner I want to work with and who I don't want to work with and how to control the situation maybe a little bit better, but regardless. Um, so 
you know, we were looking for something new. Uh, me and my wife were both getting older and uh, more so my wife has had a hard time uh, with employment because she is now 50 and, you know, has a ma- got a master's degree and everything, but I guess age discrimination, whatnot, um, uh, doesn't matter. You know, she, it doesn't matter what it was. She just couldn't seem to find employment. And so, well, let's do this. And, um, so here we are and actually I'm enjoying the hell out of it. And it, it also gives me opportunity to work from anywhere. And that's what I'm really looking for in life right now is sort of oh. to work from anywhere. How many, uh, how many units are you up to and how long you've been hosted? So we had six, we let one go. Uh, we, it was in a bad territory. Um, so when I had partnered and started managing for a, a, um, a homeowner and I went there at night and the next, when I came back during the day, it was sort of a, a rough neighborhood. Great neighborhood. Everyone was great, but uh, the, the people that stayed there didn't tend to like the guys who were a couple doors down who would work on their car and get drunk and then want to talk to them. Nice mm. guys. They just didn't really care for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they sort of beat us up over stuff. So, um, so we let that go. So we're down to five. Uh, we, we're, we're planning to head to Panama, and it's iffy. We were, had full intentions on running out our own place here upstairs um, and just locking off the basement and bringing our personal stuff down. Um, But we're not sure if that's actually going to happen or not when we leave. Uh, And, but we're still looking. So we, we thought we had a bum, man. We had a a, a handshake deal on a place and then the lady uh, took it back. Um, Hopefully it's not over with though. um, Cause she's also talked about upstairs, you know, she's got a, a in law suite and a, three bedroom, two bath upstairs, uh, that she might give us all at some point. Um, a building that we have two studios in is, uh, potentially got a third for us, I hope. Um, so hopefully we're going to grow here in the next week or two. We started buying furniture on just in case, you know? So did, um, how'd I ask, how how did COVID-19 affect your business, your business model? Oh dude. Yeah. Okay. How did you adjust to it? What were well, the effects okay. that had to adjust to it? Well, you know, it's, it's just like, uh, I think everybody did, right? You know, anybody who has a rental most likely had full calendars and then suddenly didn't have full calendars, you know? <laughs> and again, I was new, you know? And so, but I've seen this before. I've seen fear, fearful things before, right? Mm-hmm. And so the best thing I can do is stop. Yeah, I'm going to freak out. I saw a post the other day. You get about five seconds of freak out. Then it's time to go gangster. So mine was longer than five seconds, but I went gangster. Okay. What do I got to do? And I just started diving into content and realizing and realizing the, the power of um, taking, getting people off platform at that point in time and getting them into direct booking. And, um, and actually you guys uh, just, you know, you guys uh, interviewed Adam. Uh, Adam was great for helping me understand, uh, a little bit more about it, wrapping my head around it a little bit better. I knew that when we had started this, that I wanted to follow a more corporate path. I know that. I already knew that, but it was easy money. And so I was not moving super fast. I was more worried about my, my, my channel manager working for me well than I was about direct booking and, and working around that. So I was still in the figuring out what was my best channel manager stage when this happened. The example being is I'm now my third channel manager in, in less than a year. And because I truly believe that you have to start with a good channel manager and then go out from there. 
Uh, which channel managers have you used and which ones are you, which are you using now? I start off with it. Uh, I M G S. Is that what it's called? I'm G. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was okay. And, and, and then I went over to home away, host away, excuse me, host away. And now I'm at owner res. And let me tell you, owner res is the deal. And here, and here's why. Here's my issue with channel managers, right? It doesn't matter how well they work. They're built by engineers, and and they're engineer centric. Um, in other words, they don't understand what customer service is. You know, so if you have a problem, it's not an instant fix. I do business in real time, and I'm sure you guys do business in real time. So then, where there's a problem, you know, within 24 hours, we usually want to have some kind of a fix in process, right? Um, you know, it wasn't that way. You know, IMGS, it was just like too slow and I couldn't pick up the phone and call anybody. And then um, host, they're out of what, Seattle, Washington area or something like that. And then host away is like Germany, Netherlands, somewhere, anyhow. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, it might be a week before they're willing to even get on a, a, a Google meet, you know, or something to, yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't, that's not acceptable to me. Uh, I've been using service-based platforms for, for service RX for a long time. I understand the power of why your, your software is extremely important and and how it makes me money. And so when I got to NRS and NRS still doesn't have a phone call, you know, a a phone number that you can call, Oh, it's listed on their website, but it's no one picks it up. Um, you know, but if I send an email, there's usually one within back to me, depending on how busy they are, sometimes within an hour. Downside is, is, I mean, they, you know, it's still not customer service oriented. However, the software, while not, not plug and play like everybody else, the software is just, it's built for me. It's built for me to be successful. Yes. Does it, it has an extremely hard learning curve but it's built for me to be successful. And so like I've already hooked it up to the back end of the website I'm working. And so for my website and their widgets that they, that they produce for me, I plug them right into my website. It's got calendar, it's got rates, it's got everything. And someone goes straight from my website directly to a, a, a quote, to a, a, to an assigned agreement, to a payment, to a signed, le- signed digital lease, the whole nine yards. It's just boom, 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 boom. Um, Wait a minute. What, 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 this is with owner res owner res. Yeah. So I can go from my website to a quote. They'll see immediately see the quote that just got produced. So it's just like a checkout, you know? Okay. And so, and then all they got to do is say, yes, I want it. And it will go and it'll produce the lease. They'll sign the lease. I will capture all their information. Mm. I don't have to do squat. It just have to, you know, it just has to happen. Michael's um, signing up right now. Uh, let me send you an affiliate link. I'm going to be greedy. I'm going to be a greedy SOB and send you an affiliate link. Um, but it, but it does have a hard learning curve because it's, it's built by engineers. And, and even when talking to them, they'll say, yeah, we know, we understand. And they're trying to get better and they're, they're starting to produce some videos and things like that. Um, but they don't have a text messaging platform, but they have an extremely robust email platform. Like I can create any kind of email with any kind of trigger to do certain things. Um, there, there are some areas that are very lacking. Like I can't send an email like 
Like IGMS was great because you could send an email like every five minutes or a, a message. You know, you could stagger stuff, right? Host away, you could stagger stuff by the hour. Unfortunately, on a res, it's like by the day. And that's just, you know, eventually they'll understand that at least by the minutes makes sense because I don't know about you guys, but when I receive a bunch of emails, they start becoming spam very, 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 very fast. Right. I can speak. That'd be all right. Um, but what else can it do? You know, direct integration, obviously with everybody else in, um, it's got its own website, just like, you know, Adam was talking about with, he, what's he use? He's hostfully. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, it, it, but their website, I don't know what hostfully's website looks like. I haven't gone over and see what Adam's, he's never shared his stuff with me. Um, but it looks like a legitimate website, you know? I mean, it, it's a decent one. And what you do is you, it will take your, your domain name and you integrate your, you just hook your domain name up and they'll give you immediately SSL certificate and it'll just like any other website. I just wanted something that was a little bit more SEO friendly. In other words, WordPress. And um, I wanted to be more corporate based and have more functionality. So that's why I've never really used theirs. Um, so you're, you're building, you rather build your own website then? Yeah, uh, because I want to build something that's not based in just simply the short-term rental lifestyle. I want to base something that, you know, I get, like I have one apartment. I just locked some guy in for six months, you know, and that's in, I want to get people who are paying, you know, 2000, 3000 and, you know, for st stuff because they're coming through a corporation and they want the, the, uh, security of consistency and a good product. And so that's what I want, I want to build a brand. I don't want to build a short term rental business. I want to build a brand. Um, so we start off as the name was guest house and then we all make stupid decisions. We all make stupid mistakes, right? We based it off the fact of in our state that we could find Guesthouse LLC as the website, you know, never even thinking to, sh to, to, to check with the secretary of states, whether or not it was actually taken. <laughs> I should, I, I should know better all day long, all day long. I should I already know, know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. And it was taken. And so, but you know, we're at the beginning of the journey. And so I just looked at my wife and said, all right, let's think about it. So we threw a lot of ideas around and nothing was, you were, you know, we're bickering back and forth, but nothing that doesn't work. And, um, she sort of so, suddenly showed up with the name Sojourn S O J O U R N, which means short stay or temporary stay. I like that. Oh, okay. That I works. Like that. Yeah. Because yeah. we were talking about, you know, there's other, I can tell she that, came up with it, not you. Yeah, I know. You have She's, a thing with naming things. I know. I know. <laughs> it's your kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and well, because we were throwing around the fact that you have Lyric and you have stay Alfred and you have all these other businesses that the name doesn't, isn't very specific to the industry. Right. And so that got her thinking in another way. And we were just throwing stuff around trying to find, you know, and my, she's a longtime florist. So, uh, you know, I was like, what's your favorite flower? So, you know, she likes irises and then a Hawaiian flower cause she went to school in Hawaii called, uh, Hua Kenny Kenny. I probably said that completely wrong. Hua <laughs> Kenny Kenny. You know, we were looking up, you know, how to name things based like that, you know, mm -hmm. things that would, that would not co confuse the, the customer, you know, uh, because we want to build a brand 
And especially if we take this brand and we go to Panama with it and other places as we start to travel the world, um, we wanted to make sure it could last. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like names that don't, that aren't so like specific to what they're describing, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, like, like when I looked up podcasts, but before we started doing podcasts, if there was any uh, Airbnb podcast, you know, there'd be the Airbnb podcast or the short term state pod, you know, okay, that's cool. But you can never really expand. You can never even talk about anything else. Cause that's what you are. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I thought of um live, let thrive, you know, let was a little, you know, a nod, the nod of the hat to the, how the English people, we have room to let, you know, we can, you can rent, you know, rent oh, something okay. out. And so live, let thrive. I thought, yeah, that's a pretty cool title. It isn't, you know, if you looked at it right away, you, you might not know it's about short-term rentals, but it's just, you know, it's just a cool title. Like Apple, or the fuck is, you know, Apple is selling computers, you know? And that's yeah. just, it doesn't mean, you know, computer.o, you know, they have a good strong name. It doesn't have to be exactly what they're talking about, you know? Yeah, oh, that's 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 the perfect way to think. I mean, that's when we're teaching at inmates, right? Um, we're always talking about, making sure that you're building a brand that you're thinking in those ways, right? Cause if you're not, you, you think yourself into a corner essentially, you know, and you will get yourself stuck. Um, and then it's harder to get out and people don't really wrap their head around it until they're in it. So with fit tech and assembly in the name change, we, it was suddenly, I wish we would have done it like about a week or so sooner. Right. But we were like, hold on a sec wait, there's no one coming to the website. And so we have a chat bot on the website. By the way, if you have a website, chat bots you can get for free and they're just super easy plugins, right? But what they'll do is they'll just, they give you the most basic of information. It's just like Google Analytics. They're still, they're, they're tracking. So suddenly I get a chat bot email of how many people had come the other week and it hit three. That was it. Huh. Time to change the name. We're not going to disturb anybody, obviously. And, um, and, and we had gone from probably about 160 people or so a week coming through the website, you know, to three. I said, time to change the name. Uh, and we just jumped on it. And, and it, it was a good time to pivot and not paint. And again, the name change was about not painting yourself in the corner. So like you said, to live, let thrive, you know, it doesn't paint you into a corner. Um, sojourn hopefully will never paint us into a corner. Um, you know, the world domination has to happen um, in a way that is as smooth as possible. It's, it's, keep it simple, stupid. All right. Go ahead. Oh, are, are you, now are you running ads to your web, running ads so that people can get to your website? And how are you advertising it to go to? The- I, w- I was. Okay. So I was, uh, you know, so. Again, everything is sort of now that we changed the name. Now my Facebook page is useless, right? My, you know, everything starts becoming useless very quickly. But yes, I started immediately running Facebook ads. Uh, again, learning at, from Adam about how he was searching for people, which made a lot of sense to me. Um, uh, we were doing Facebook ads. I didn't get into pay-per-click because I didn't actually have a really face, you know, I didn't have a, a real website to work with. And um and then, so Facebook and Instagram ads together and then, uh, Craigslist. Um, and then that was really it, you know, and I've stayed 80% plus occupied easily, maybe 90, you know, I mean, I had a couple like bad spots, but you know, we, we entered a world where suddenly for the vast majority of us, it became a price war. It wasn't about the quality of your place anymore. It was a price war. It was just surviving through this. And 
I would like to say that hopefully by the time I'm building and I get another year or two in it, it won't be a price war. It'll be, uh, it's a customer base war, you know, and that's, that's what I learned out of all this. It's a customer base. Remember, Eric, all these individuals who have suffered and complained and whined and said, Oh my God, Airbnb. And that's, you know, the reality is, is that you didn't own the customer. Yep. You have no customer base. You have none. So shame on you for not realizing that and realizing that you are living off of the scraps that are given to you, you know, and, it's not, there's nothing wrong with that in a good economy, but you see where it's wrong, where it's very wrong with what we're going through and see, that's what I knew I wanted to work towards, but I was like, everyone else is being lazy. And then suddenly it's like, Oh, that will never happen to me again. I will build my customer base. I'm happy you brought that up. Cause a lot of people live that high economy. And we, me and Steve talked about it. I'm like, we don't know what Airbnb will go through. If the, something ever happens to the economy. Well, we just seen what happened, you know, so I'm happy mm -hmm. you brought that up. Yeah. And I, I tell people Airbnb is a gatekeeper between you and your customer, but once they are in your home, you can now make them your customer. You have that opportunity. A lot of people didn't take advantage of it. So oh, by the way, owner res mm -hmm. has what they call the, uh, owner res bridge channel, bridging channel that scrapes information that you don't get from Airbnb and HomeAway and Booking.com over into your stuff. And then also you build into your renter's agreement that goes out to everybody, doesn't matter what channel they come from, to ask for all that information again. So guess what? I have 90% of the emails, so I will start direct booking through MailChimp and whatnot, you know, and I will start my own campaigns and I will do, you know. So again, build your customer base and start giving them the power. It's, it's a great platform. I mean, yes, did they, did they steer the ship wrong? Yeah, you know, Brian, whatever his last name is, the fact is, is that when he started, He's had a unicorn the whole time. Yes, he's had hard times in growing a business, but he's had, he's never faced this. And what he doesn't have is the seasonality to steer the ship properly. So he, what he didn't understand was instead of doubling down on the quality of his hosts, he doubled down on what, you know, the World Health Organization and, and CDC and everything will say, and not realizing that the professionals here, and I'll count myself as a professional because I understood exactly what needed to happen as soon as it, I didn't freak. I mean, it's like, okay, we know we got to clean. I went out and got an ozone machine immediately because I didn't have one yet. Uh, dude, so we started asking before you got here, where have you been? What have you done? How have you feel? We ask you before you leave, where have you been? What have you done? I'm talking with all my cleaners. The professionals host here, immediately started these practices and figuring out ways around and we're listening and paying attention. So we were ready. Oh, and by the way, we were, we were self-isolating, weren't we? We had all the places that were self-isolating, but they suddenly rent, uh, wrote algorithms that cut everyone's heads off. And why? You know, we, we were set up perfectly. Oh, that's right. And but we saw real things happen. We saw, hotel ads suddenly show up in place of us. And, you know, we saw a lot of immature moves happen in the way of business. I, and instead of backing us up and right, wrong, or indifference, I, I'm not mad. I mean, you know, I got, I think we lost, you know, since we're on the new side and our prices were only just gaining 
momentum. Um, I think we lost 12,000 that month. Um, but you know what we survived and I learned, I'm not going to be mad at it. You know, uh, I'm going to be a better player. But Tom Sell said stronger. Yeah. You know, cause you guys know who the bad actors are. You watch them whine, complain and moan about things that they should be able to control themselves, you know, and they should go out and, and, and figure out a, a workaround to the problem. Um, you know, and, and, and learn more about being a business owner. You know, I would like to think that since there's three of us here and we're on a podcast and we're talking business, that we're all three good business owners. And we understand that we, hopefully we all understand that we have so much more to learn, you know, uh, because I talked to a girl the, uh, yesterday who has only been in the business a year, year and a half. And she went out and franchised with a company called, Avenue West or something like that. Mm-hmm. She's now getting like buku money for corporate rentals. I'm like, dang, I want your money. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot to learn here, you know? Um, but of course I, I managed to have a conversation where I'm picking her brain, you know, I, I'm, I'm letting her give me information that I needed to learn and, and to know about and to know what kind of pool I can play in. All right. I want to be in the <laughs> no. deep end. <laughs> I have a question so, for your advertising. You said you do MailChimp, whatnot. Now, I was just actually in a mastermind group and we were talking about this. Uh, which do you, because I know you've been in business, you have been in several businesses, which do you find more effective, uh, email marketing or text message marketing? Or have you used both? I have not used text message. Okay, so again, so I'm new to, I'm new to short-term, you know, midterm rental stuff. So Facebook ads really paid off mm-hmm. and, and just writing ads on top of Craigslist. On the fitness side, for what I do for a living, I mean, I even worked with some friends of mine who have a marketing firm, and there was just zero ROI for anything. Yeah, I mean, if you're sending out emails, it's just to remind your customer that you're here. Here's why, all right? I am in such a niche that you're going to type in specific keywords to find me. You're going to type in treadmill repair, elliptical repair, a fitness equipment service, um, you might type in the name of the manufacturer and that's pretty much all you're going to do. But if you're commercial, you have been introduced to the vast majority of us through our manufacturers. All right. So, and there's only a handful of players in every single state, you know, so you already know who's who, or if you're not, you know, you, you only ask for specific things. So when I ran pay-per-click, or Facebook ads or anything else. What I did was I uh, attracted the residential owner who was not my ideal customer. Um, in the residential market, I don't want any to deal with anyone who has equipment getting past five years old. So um, we had this rule that if, you know, I think it, at five years, they start saying no. By seven years, they're saying no. We're not touching that piece of equipment. Because in the residential market, as the equipment ages, they stop making parts. And then it's also the issue of you probably have never taken care of it. So once we, it's the same thing as don't, you know, it's just a, a, a can of worms. We, we touch one part and next, you know, all the other things start to break. They had just because you were removing parts, things are start, it just causes more problems. So it doesn't really work too well that we have found and we haven't found anybody who has been able to say, yes, um, dealers it works for fitness equipment dealers who actually sell equipment. It does been on the service side. Um, and then in short term rental. Yeah. I mean, dude, I will, I will eat the heck out of 
you know, MailChimp, whatever marketing campaigns, I will Facebook campaign, I will Instagram campaign. I have been amazed at TikTok oh, here man. recently. Dude, <laughs> TikTok is where the happy people are. The happy people, the courageous people, not the ones who want to bitch moan and complain about politics and whatever else they want to complain about, like such as in Facebook land. <laughs> um, and so I'm trying to figure out how can I make funny videos on TikTok regarding one, the short-term rentals, you know, and then two, can we do that for fitness equipment repair? You know, how do we, how can I get my guys to get out of their comfort zone and be able to laugh at themselves and put, put themselves out there and have some fun? You know, I have no problem being a goofball. You should meet my wife. Oh my God. <laughs> Between both of us, anything is possible. More so with her. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, and I, but back to your point, I've never also, I've never tried text message. However, I get a lot of them, you know, and, uh, I get them randomly. That's the problem is they get them randomly. And they're always from financial people. Hi, capital loans would like to, yeah, rob me. Um, <laughs> you know, cause that's what it always is. Right. I mean, if you're, if you're advertising to me more often than not, I've learned this the hard way by taking bad loans that you're going to take advantage of me, you know? So. Mm. Yeah, I like, I, like I like that though. Yeah, I like that you've you got to find where what the benefit of each platform. TikTok is a very underrated platform. That yeah, I want to learn how it monetizes too. Um, it's just something about it. I've been amazed at watching the courageousness of people on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and willing to put themselves, especially those you know that are handicapped and still get up and do the TikTok dances and, and it's cool. Go for it. You know, I could care how, you know, I'm one of these people and I grew up in a household and I'm, I'm blessed to have a, a ton of friends that, you know, in the same way in this world who could care less about, you, you know, if you're big, small, tall, fat, you know, skinny, amputee, not amputee, whatever, no one cares, you know, just don't be an asshole. Right. And, um, and so when I've been on Facebook, it's like, gotta get tired of the trolls, especially the intellectual trolls, you know, that you say black, they say white, you say white, they say black, it doesn't matter, you know? Um, and it's like, okay, you're making me dumb and I'm leaving the room cause I'm getting dumber the longer I talk to you. <laughs> um, you know, and it's just because the most, most people don't think for themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't watch the news by the way, public turn off the news. You want to get rid of 90% of the problems of the world? Turn off the news. I mm. uh, do not watch news. Um, you have to tell me when something is going on. You have to tell me that there's a big storm coming. You have to tell me that there's about to snow or, or, or a pandemic. whatever. You know, there's a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really, it was only on my radar because it was coming through social media. But my staff has to tell me about major things happening. So I will start to pay attention. And I'll go, okay, just let me know if I need to pay attention. And then if they come back in a couple of days, go, yeah. Um, let's start making decisions around this. I'll get on the news and I'll start watching and looking for information about it. And we'll talk, you know, but I don't get my day ruined by a talking head who tells me their, what was their opinion that suddenly became a fact because they got to talk about it for three hours. Mm-hmm. Here's a burning question I have you being in North Carolina. I'm a huge Tar Heels fan over mm-hmm. here in Texas. And, <laughs> and so obviously this, this all happened right when March Madness was going to start yeah. and it just destroyed the March Madness and um, yep. they canceled it. And I, you know, I heard this one, this one crazy, this, this guy talking about, he's a bar owner. He has several bars and he was saying that he makes 
half his revenue in that like one month of March Madness for the whole year, half of his revenue. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I started thinking about it. I was like, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like, kind of like a Super Bowl every day going on for like almost like a month, you know? Yeah. And they just totally lost half the revenue, man. He was so dependent on March Madness. Yep. So the, the reason why the Hornets are not what they should be is because we have Duke and UNC. And that's absolutely, <laughs> it's absolute truth. You know, the reason why we do not have professional baseball here is because we have the Durham Bulls, you know, um, <laughs> hockey does well. Redneck hockey does. Okay. The Carolina hurricanes do. Okay. Now all oh, my, yeah. all my units except for one are in Chapel Hill. So oh, I, wow. man, I love the college because it, it brings me money. Um, I'm a little bummed that 30,000 kids or whatever left and all their parents. I lost graduation money. Mm. man that was good cash coming that was good cash (laughs) yeah um you know but uh and then my other one is uh our 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 fifth one is over in durham uh just six miles from duke so and then with utah my acc madness right so that's held in greensboro all right so my other unit that i let go in greensboro was just a couple miles down the street from the coliseum so um it was a direct shot boom right there. So we were sort of banking on all these things and unfortunately it changed. Um, uh, but yeah, that's UNC as a school brings so much. It's a fun town. It's a great town. It's It's changing dramatically. They're going through a huge build process. It's gentrifying. It was already gentrified. It's gentrifying again. It's going to that next it's, it's, they're tearing down and rebuilding now. Um, UNC as a school has literally probably built a swell on every square inch they have. <laughs> you know, soon there's going to be buildings in the middle of uh, the football stadium, um, you know, because it's this flat piece of ground. Um, but uh, there's a lot of money around schools, and that's what I've learned. And so when, when I'm thinking ahead now, I'm looking for how does a college, a medical facility – uh, because that's been a lot of our customers is okay. So, and, and we're just going to go with chapel because that's where I have the most experience of having all these units in one spot. Parents come to see kids. Um, uh, alumni coming back to go to games. Um, you know, they've been doing better in football. And so that really helped. Obviously basketball was not a good year for them this year, uh, but that's a rarity for them, but you can't, st- you know, and when you live in a place that's a basketball dynasty, Duke and Chapel Hill, all in the which they're 12 miles apart, by the way. Um, so it's a big rival, but, um, you know, and then we have the hospital. So UNC hospital, cause they're a big medical school. Uh, and then we get, um, we also get a lot of people coming in for, uh, uh, to apply to work at the college. So with the college being shut down right now, it's a bummer. It's a big bummer, but that's what I'm looking for now when I'm out and about. It's like, and we're driving for dollars. I'm thinking about what's close. Why does someone have to come here? You know, and uh, I was doing some work up in Pittsburgh, uh, doing an install up there. And uh, man, I was like really close to Carnegie Mellon, I think is what they told me the school was. And the whole area, all I was seeing was dollar signs. I was going, you know, I need, (laughs) once I get a little bit better, hold of what I'm doing and understand how to work from afar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's certain areas I'll be going too hard. 
you know yeah. it's just a lot of i think you bring, the areas is really huge at this time like it's people like aren't traveling in new york but they say if you go upstate new york people are going there like crazy just to get out of the city so mm-hmm. i think those little small towns rural towns or towns with the school man hospitals those are hits right now yeah schools are always going to be good as long as they're a, a, a big school right you know um because schools bring have so much flow in and out in and out between parents students staff you know especially if there's a hospital built into it you know um dude that's there's that's the interesting part about this um is that you're you're if you can think of a reason why someone needs to travel then you have an opportunity to make income i don't know if i have any real interest in straight up vacation rental because that is seasonal unless I'm like the tip of Florida or like I said, we're going to Panama. Um, and when we go down to Panama, I, I'm quickly in the time that we're down there, uh, we're going to try to travel the vast majority of the country. Um, and hopefully what we'll do is we'll get a, we'll get a understanding of the, the, the beat and the rhythm of the place. What is business oriented? What is vacation oriented? Is the, how long is the vacation season? If it is, you know, um, because they're so close to the equator, they're only, I don't know, man, 50 miles or so from the equator. So is it year long? You know, I mean, cause they have seasons too. They have their windy season. They have the rainy season. They have, you know, but they don't get hit by the hurricanes. You know, they're, they, they haven't been hitting one forever. It's like Hawaii rarely gets hit um, by anything. Uh, so they do have earthquakes, though. Fun, fun. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's what we'll do when we go down there. We'll try to figure out what what is the market and and why do we feel like we could be profitable here, especially renting a place for two and three hundred dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah and also too it's different standards too um it's a country that has a, a different standard from the u.s and uh so uh that's how I, I hit you guys up and said yeah me and adam were both going to panama adam's wife is panamanian mm. and he's going down there too he was supposed to be there in december already so yeah in december and i was supposed to leave tomorrow <laughs> 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 and so um but uh we you know, we both have the same thought of going down there and figuring out this culture um, and stuff. So, you know, th- this is just a business that can take you worldwide if you do it right. Obviously, we're watching people. I'm sure you guys are watching the, the people on YouTube. You know, the guy optimized Airbnb or whatever he's called. You know, he's he's over in uh, Philippines area, mm-hmm. somewhere like that. You know, and then you got um, Life of Far. I can't remember that guy's name. He is Columbia. Um, and then uh, I'm not, that's that's all I'm watching for the Airbnb world, at least short-term rental people. Yeah, here's what I'm seeing, like in some spots, that um, you know, it was already kind of a lot of cities being anti-Airbnb before this COVID thing, but this kind of like gave them like uh, an excuse to say, all right, all short-term rentals are banned in so and so city until you know we tackle this COVID nineteen thing. It kind of gave them. Uh, I don't I don't know um, I don't know why they would attack short-term rentals because i mean it seems it'd be a lot safer to stay in a house where you could stay by yourselves instead of like a big hotel full of thousands of people right but i just see i just see um 
like Maui, for example, they outlawed Airbnbs because of the COVID-19 thing. And I was like, why would, why would they do that? And so, I mean, you don't know what's going to work behind the scenes, but um, do you think the cities are going to be attacking Airbnb more or short-term rentals more? Um, here's, okay. I think our community needs to own its stuff. How do we own it's our stuff? Uh, we need to embrace laws around short-term rental. It cannot be the wild, wild west, because if it is, that means all the bad actors that are out there will give us 100% a bad name. Um, and we all have to learn to be professionals. Um, as we saw, people losing their mind through all this, right? And um, so here's what's happening locally for me. So one, I got an owner who's, asked me to talk, take one over in Raleigh, which is great, you know, and Raleigh is loosening up its rules. Here in Chapel Hill, we have been talking with a steering committee that has has been put in place um, about rules. And we came late to the steering committee, but me and my wife made sure that we went and and met with them and talked about where they were headed because we didn't want to keep growing in an area that we were going to get our head chopped off. It just wasn't going to happen. Um, And they were very, uh, welcoming to a good, really good conversation about it. And even the locals. So chapels is weird mix of extremely conservative and extremely liberal. It's a strange dynamic, but it really works for a good environment to live in. And what it's probably going to come down to is we're just going to have to license and we're going to have some basic inspection. And I think that's sort of what we need as a whole across the nation, because we need to get rid of the bad actors who are just nothing more than slumlords who don't understand how to go to that next level. Right. Let's be professional. I don't think they need to be extremely strict rules because I think it'll destroy the industry, but Hey, why don't you register your place? Um, you have to carry insurance and you have to uh, have one or two inspections a year. And, but that inspection, let's just say you could do a video inspection where basically you have to show yourself, say I took this from booking.com um, being able to, it, it, if booking.com can't send you a piece of mail, they will get on the phone with you and watch you walk through by video call into the space and show that you have access and ownership of it. So I just thought the same thing, right? You take a video uh, of yourself walking through showing, Hey, here's my, this, here's my, that here's my sprinklers. Here's my, you know, my smoke detector. And you do all those things properly be a video, not pictures. Pictures means that you can lie. They could be for any place. Right. Um, and just let's make some rules that are for modern day, you know, but not make them crazy. Um, I, I think that's that, that will destroy an industry. Um, I don't, hotels have to be more stringent because they're packing 200 plus doors into a building and it's a completely situation. But should we meet some of the same things? Yeah, we should have smoke detectors, carbon monoxide. We need to have a fire extinguisher. We need to have, you know, uh, other safety features, whatever that might be, whatever they want us to have, right. Whether it be having the exit stuff on the door or, or whatnot. Right. So, um, I think as cities are trying to figure this out, there's the other issue too is, well, you have to also look at housing, right? What, what kind of housing is available in a city? So um, we in this nation are suffering from the fact of affordable housing and some cities, there's just nothing to choose from, right? So you have a very, the, the scale is 
is very tilted to extremely high end housing and affordable housing. There's next to none and, um, and people are being pushed out to the margins. Uh, something that they're doing over here in Durham where Duke is, uh, Durham is gentrifying. And, uh, but one of the things when they build a community, my understanding is all the new apartment complexes and remodels that are coming in, it is mandatory that a certain amount of homes are allotted for like five or six years or something like that for, for low income housing. And that's even to accept section eights, um, and stuff. So, uh, we have to consider the big picture and not just say, well, they, they're not allowing it. Well, why are they not allowing it? And then as a community locally there, how are you giving a, um, an alternative to be successful? Are you just going to see, that's what I keep coming back to about being a professional here. Are you going to complain and moan about it and not do anything? Or are you going to try to lead and, and offer solutions um, and have an opportunity to be heard? Yeah. So again, um, I'm blessed here, at least in North Carolina to not be very strict. I know that Asheville up in the mountains, uh, in the city itself can be pretty darn strict from what I heard. In fact, someone was posting that someone got arrested for opening up their, like for having an Airbnb operating in the city proper or something. I don't know much more than that. Um, but, uh, Charlotte's pretty simple from what I hear, you know, Charlotte's the 16th, 17th largest city in the U S now. Um, yeah, most people don't think about that, but it, it's true. It's getting to be a pretty big area. So, so one major question I had for you, I wanted to know your, uh, inmates to entrepreneurship program. How did you start that? And how'd you get involved? How'd you get started with that? And, uh, what is it exactly? Okay. So, oh man, I love inmates to entrepreneurs. Good stuff. All right. So for all who are listening, please go find inmates to entrepreneurs online. It is as simple as looking up the name inmates to, and you start typing in ENT and it will pop up because it is such a unique name that you will find it. And it's been around forever. Um, okay. So Brian Hamilton, our founder started going into prisons back in the nineties, mid nineties with, uh, I think his name was Reverend Actually, Brown, I think. Uh, and why I don't remember, I've heard this story a thousand times and can never remember it. Um, it just going in and, and started talking to, to those who incarcerated. And um, uh, he, at some point in time, he started Inmates to Entrepreneurs. Now, how did I meet him? Um, just in my bio, I was the kid who would sell you candy and whatnot. But I was also the kid that got high the first time and started selling drugs. And so, um, I was really good drug dealer. Uh, I didn't have a single bit of problems except for my addiction, <laughs> uh, until I got busted and there was never a whiff of bust getting busted until someone narked on me. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I, I developed a, a addiction problem and, uh, got myself in trouble and I did three years, uh, Whoop, whoop. It's the best thing that actually ever happened to me. Um, I will not take it back. I, I talk about it all the time. That's how I ended up at the white house. That's how I've ended up talking in with helping Congress, um, bring the prison to pri pri proprietorship program to light. Uh, you know, um, but anyhow, inmates entrepreneurs, what we do is we go, I met Brian and I was incarcerated and it was like 2008 and, um, I got out and I stuck around the program and, uh, you know, on off. And then over just over time became board member, became a good teacher. Hopefully, um, we have a whole program 
uh, we teach, uh, we go into prisons and we give what we call the I have a dream speech for about two hours covering some of the basics, reminding people that you don't have to be a drug dealer. You don't have to steal stuff. You can do things legally, you know, and, uh, and hopefully that, that pays off. Uh, we also, uh, teach here. So we teach in Wilmington, Fayetteville, Raleigh, Durham, Greensboro, Charlotte, and we've tried Asheville. We just haven't got a foothold there yet. Um, and we have an eight-week course. So it's seven weeks of class and one week of graduation. And we teach the basics of entrepreneurship uh, between mentors, right? Um, and then we also have an uh, online course called Starter U, which is about, I think I was told it's five or six hours of content. might be eight hours of content. Um, and it's question and answer. Um, we, that's, that course is also available in prisons. So it's in a, a 130, 160 prisons across the U S. Um, so inmates get to learn the ones, the places that do have internet access. And, uh, and so, uh, now we're transitioning to zoom. That's the cool part. I think zoom is our future because it removes borders as we've talked about trying to go internet nationally. The hard part is volunteers and, and accountability and, and, in you know, um, in brand and, and teaching the product correctly. We can sort of control that in the state of North Carolina. We can't control that the further it gets out of our borders. So uh, we started doing classes on zoom and I've started rewriting our curriculum for us um, which will be, I guess, the 3.0. We've had 1.0. We've already, we, we cut it up about a year ago and did 2.0. Now that we've had a couple times of teaching it for each person, we said, okay, now it's time for 3.0. And I think it's going to get 10 times better because now what will happen is I can introduce videos to get a point across, a two or three minute video to get a point across. And so what we're doing now is essentially we're teaching those who have a record. It's basically done on an honor system. We're not going to pull your, uh, um, your background. Uh, but if you are judicially uh, involved at some point in time and it's causing you an issue, come hang out with us. We'll teach you how to level the playing field because me as a felon, I got out and I couldn't find a job, dude. In, in 2010, when I got out, February of 2010, I was making $9 an hour with my rent was 900 a month. I had $400 a month um, child support. And uh, at the time, ex-wife now, but a wife that, um, that was on unemployment and, you know, I couldn't get work. And so, uh, entrepreneurship levels the playing field. You don't get asked your background. I did go down to Fort Bragg the, uh, a couple months ago. And it's the first time that they've, someone looked at me and said, you'll never step foot on this place again. Uh, which is uh, a little disappointing considering, you know, our president has been pushing towards a second chance reform, but also too, prior to sometime during Obama's reign and them changing laws due to terrorism or whatever, um, I used to go on the base after I got out. I mean, I would go down and do repairs and whatnot. And I don't, I mean, what's the difference now, you know, um, because you, because you had a couple of people freak out at other army bases. I don't know, you know, and I, I, it wasn't me and it wasn't probably the vast majority of people. So, uh, anyhow, it levels the playing field. And so it's, it's very cool. It's, it's, uh, you know, it doesn't matter 
my demographic of people who come through the door are all people who have just been judicially involved and, um, and we teach them an opportunity to, we give them an opportunity to change their lives. And that's the coolest thing in the world I get to do. And it's opened up great doors for me. I mean, you know, to go to the white house and to, to do things like that, that's just cool stuff. I just, this kid never thought he would ever end up in the white house by any means. Man, I'm happy you're doing that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's I've awesome. Always, right I tell people that too, man. If like I have friends who've done made mistakes in the past and well, some of them turned to entrepreneurship and changed their lives forever. So I'm happy you're doing that. You will, you will definitely um, get in touch with yourself. You have to be pretty self-aware to be in business uh, to an extent. Um, and, you know, the prison systems are new slavery. I mean, we, 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 we said we got rid of slavery and if, most people just don't have any idea what the prison system is because here's what we did somewhere in the sixties and seventies. We looked at our, our, our government and said, you protect us. All right. And when we did that, what happens, our prison system stopped being about reform and switched into being warehousing. Um, and then through the years we've had educational programs. We don't, in some places they can't get educational programs anymore. We've already proven time and time again, education changes outcomes for people. You know, um, I mean, even if you don't use the education, you've been taught to think and activate your brain. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about getting people to think in other ways and understand reasoning, you know? Um, and so we, the world is trying to change right now. Um, I'm not a Trump fan, but he is doing good things when it comes to the prison system. Actually, I don't have an opinion on Trump. I mean, he's, he's great on great things for me in business. And there's, I just see stupid statements. That's my own issue. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, why did you open your mouth? <laughs> you know, I mean, that was not needed to be said. Uh, you were doing good, man. And then Austin, mm. you know, um, so I, I don't have any real opinion either way. Cause again, you have to have an opinion if you watch the news and actually know what's happening. And I don't, um, but, uh, you know, some things have got to change, you know, uh, our, our communities of color, the, uh, on through all forms of color are the men are gone. The men are locked up and we have women trying to raise men. That doesn't work. You know, it doesn't, you know, so, and shout out to all the single moms, you're doing your best. But there, as men, we need to teach our boys to become men. And, um, and that's important. And so let's, I'm just trying to do my best to slow down that door the best I can. And, and hopefully, you know, someone who gets a better opportunity to financially change their future. And then through that means they able to change the neighborhood that their kids grew up in or, or, you know, or get them to a different school or, or whatever it takes. So that's awesome, man. We appreciate you for that big time. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to, I noticed real quick, you have a nice little mic set up there. Do you have your own show or what? So, yeah. Um, well, okay. In the world of pandemic and you, you know, we all have time to do what we, what we had time at first. What did you always say you wanted to do? So I've been thinking about for a while, my own podcast and cause I'd love to talk to people. I can sit here, time and time again and just talk to you guys about business and life and 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 pick your brain because it's all about scratching my own itch right i want to become better and i love joe rogan and i i love all kinds of people with long form podcasts um 
good conversations happen. Amazing, you know, amazing things come out of people's mouths that I'm not going to get to hear otherwise. And I still have a, pro, a little bit of ADD. So I love audiobooks, but I've realized I'd make it about halfway through the book if that far, um, <laughs> you know, and anyhow, so I started, a, 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 I'm in the process of starting a podcast. It's called world domination um, conversations to dominate your life. All right. So it's, this is me playing around with this. Where am I? There we go. There, there. It's very small. Is the old Fit Tech? You won't see it, dude. Is the old okay. Fit Tech <laughs> gear logo? And so I started making world domination shirts to give out to customers. I was just playing around with the print on demand places, um, but they don't do that small. It doesn't come out well. Uh, it's a crappy print. But um, I've been for several years hashtagging or talking about people say, Scott, how's it going? I'd say, I'm just working on world domination. I've just talked about it for so long to where it's become as my tagline. And it's, it's, it's humorous, but it's very serious all at the same time because I'm just trying to figure out my own damn world, right? Dominate my world. And so I hashtag that stuff all the time in social media, you know, world domination. And it's, I, I believe it. Um, so, uh, I've done a couple recordings with World Domination, the podcast. Uh, however, what has happened is I just don't have the time to dedicate the way I need to. And then the other thing I found out, and here's the big, the, here's the big time killer and why I've just sort of said, okay, I'm going to pause. I'm not done. I enjoy having all this and I enjoy talking to you guys. And when I, I bought my laptop and I got a good laptop. I've had it for a couple of years though, but I bought it to do business. I didn't buy it to render video. And um, once you hit, most of my stuff has been about an hour or so. Uh, well, it gets frozen. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it says, I don't like this. It shuts down. You know, it has issues. I have scrapped so much stuff out of it um, that, yeah, I've, you know, and I just, I'm going to, I'll probably still interview people and record it and save it. And then I'll be working towards a new laptop that has the, the, the ability to process um, what I want. But uh, the podcast world is intriguing to me. I love even Dr. Phil. If you ever listen to the Dr. Phil podcast. Mm-mm. Okay. So, all right. So here's a good one for you. Dr. Phil's uh, series uh, design your life. I think is what it's called. There's like 10 segments. Oh my God, dude, you get Dr. Phil off the TV and he's so freaking, he's brilliant, dude. I mean, just his approach, his delivery, he, there's just so much more to him than the sound bites of his TV show. Right. And, uh, so, uh, that's great. Um, obviously you have Andy Frazella, you know, sometimes that gets a little aggressive for me. Um, I'm a big John Maxwell fan. I love getting up in the mornings and say, I have a routine too, by the way, I get up in the mornings and I'm one of these people, I'm 60, 40 ish, or maybe more, I don't know about how I'm going to feel when I wake up. And usually it's bad, you know? So I have to do things to really work on my mindset. I'm just not a morning person. So I'll get up and I might start with uh, affirmation stuff, gratitude affirmations. And it's all based on YouTube premium is the deal. So if you have not gotten YouTube premium, so where you can listen to things and so your screen turns off, you know, and you can still keep listening. Um, yeah, it's, it's just the way to go. And the reason being is because I can sometimes even my wife is half deaf anyways. I love her, but she can't hear her very well. So I can wake up and before I'm completely conscious, I can turn on my phone and you know how YouTube learns your algorithm of what you like. 
And I can literally turn my phone on and go to YouTube and it will have affirmation stuff at the very beginning. And I just hit it and I turn it down low and I can stick it underneath the pillow and I can wake up to telling myself about being a better human being, being in a better mood, uh, thinking about, you know, abundance, gratitude, uh, whatever I need to work on. Right. So I, I do things like that. And then I will also, I'll transition into whether it be clips on, on, being a better person, you know, the Tony Robbins kind of mix of things, you know, by goal cast or somewhere like that, or sometimes I'm going into audio book, but I'm learning for a little while. And then my new thing is I've added in after that because I'm not heading off to work. I'm heading, I'm still staying home is uh, like chill hop videos and stuff that are playing lo-fi beat things of the, of the EDM world. And so that's got me, you know, it's sort of jazzy hip hoppy kind of whatever. And it's, it's got me in a great mood through most of the day. And so it's, it's routine of becoming a better person. So I wake up working on me for, for the very first couple hours of the day, you know, um, uh, that's what I teach all the time to inmates, right? Cause these individuals are coming from a society where, the society has continuously told them, uh, you can't, you can't. And society tells us, right? How many of, you, uh, of us here have had friends, maybe more so when you first started your journey than today, right? But they poo-poo your idea. I've accidentally done this in business. Yeah, exactly. Still we today. all suffer. Still today. <laughs> Still today. They, they look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. And you've learned, you've learned just not to pay attention to them. Right. I, when I'm teaching in class, these people have been told their whole lives that they can't, right? I can't, you can't, you can't. And I'm always saying, how can you, right? So remember, Inmates to Entrepreneurs is based on the idea of you just got out of prison and you got a $40 gate check. And yes, that is 40 to 60 bucks-ish, something like that, depending on what your state is or, or whatever. You could be locked up for 20 years. They give you 40 bucks. Hi, good, you know, good luck, right? So... um you know, it's so my, my mindset is about constantly learning and I'm teaching people to do the same thing and changing the mindset because I've been told my whole life in conscious or subconscious, uh, unconscious ways that I can't or that I should know things already. And my journey, I've, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I just said not. It takes me a long time to get things sometimes. Um, you know, and so my journey has been very long. And so all I'm doing is I'm preparing for when opportunities show up. Like, let's just talk about the pandemic here, right? I, while new to this industry, I pivoted very fast in what I needed to do because I've been preparing continuously about becoming better, about becoming better, about becoming better, learning to be a leader, learning to, you know, learning from Grant Cardone or Gary Vee or, or Ed Milet or, you know, Jim Rohn. I love Jim Rohn, by the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's the man. Ain't he? And see, it, okay. So transition your life to waking up to, to segments of Jim Rohn for 20 minutes every day as you wake up, as your subconscious, your subconscious is more pliable. At least that's what he taught me. And so that's what I do. When I first wake up, my subconscious is more apt to learn. And that's the hardest thing to teach, right? Because when we're born, the only thing your subconscious knows how to do is breathe. That's pretty much it, you know, and function your body. Everything else gets taught. So I have all these years of being taught whatever that don't serve me. So anyhow, um, yeah, yeah, YouTube premium, dude, all day long. Um, five, <laughs> five bucks, six bucks, eight bucks, whatever it is. And then uh, a subscription to audible. And, uh, that's like a master's class right there. 
That's cool, man. Because like, I mean, I could tell you have a busy mind. And All the time. So you you've had, <laughs> but you know, you found ways to to tame it, to control it, to form it, to to get it to do what you want it to do. That's cool. Well, okay. So Jim Rome talks about E versus E, entertainment versus education, right? Which is more important? All right. So my entertainment now has become education. Ninety percent of what gets played off of this device, because I don't. This is pretty much my TV these days, right? Or something, or even here as I sit at my laptop and and you know whatnot. It is education based. It's in moving forward based. I get off on it. And then again, that's my addictive personality, right? I'm an addict and alcoholic all day long. And so all I did was I transformed that addictive behavior. That obsessiveness is what me, has me sit down here going nuts around a, a website trying to figure it out on my own, you know, for hours on end where most people would throw their hands up and walk away. You know, so I take all that craziness and I, tra- and I just put it to the right space. But I fully admit um, it can get overwhelming. It can get really overwhelming. I just want to shut it off. I would love to be able to be one of these people sometimes that is more comfortable to sit down and veg in front of the TV, you know, but I started my game late. I didn't get out of prison until I was 38 and everything else was, was mistake after mistake after mistake. So, you know, I'm just learning uh, and I'm learning and I'm, I'm, I'm playing catch up because I'm, I'm hitting the second, I'm, I'm coming to the second half of life. I got, you know, I didn't start my twenties. I didn't start my thirties, you know, early thirties. I started late. So I'm playing catch up. Man, that shows that age is nothing but a number. Cause you're still doing it though, man. That's what's oh, up. Yeah. And, and, and because fit tech now, well, service RX now allows <laughs> me to, work part-time, no time, whatever. I got staff that runs it. I don't have to do anything specifically. Um, it's going to allow me to, it's allowing me to take back my life. And so that going down to Panama, it's East coast time, mm-hmm. you know, so I can, I can still get up and work with everybody else. I just work remotely. If I have to, I can go do whatever. And plus two, man, the power of a good phone. You know, I'm a Samsung Note fan because these things are designed for work, for sure. You know, I can run my whole business pretty much off of it. Nice. Well, Scott, thank you so much for hopping on, man. You've, you've left so much tidbits. I'm going to try that waking up stuff, you know. And um, <laughs> i definitely going to try that because, yeah, yeah, because it, it is. It is how you wake up, you know, kind of like dictate, dictates the rest of your day in a way. And, um, yep. Yep. yeah, so it, I'm definitely going to take that one. It pays dividends, man. Uh, Your morning routine pays dividends. And like when you, when you put on the music finally, right? Chill hop, jazz hop, whatever you want to call it, lo-fi. It's one of those things that music directly affects your nervous system. And you will then, you will react to it. You, You have no choice to react to it. And I'm not a big EDM fan by any means, but in the morning, just that beat you know, and, and then suddenly it, it picks up and then, uh, you know, yeah. Very when the morning, shit. when the morning, when the day, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> so where can folks find you? Uh, well, that's the hard part, right? Now. Okay. So, um, so service RX is, uh, go S R X.com go S R X.com. Um, 
And then Sojourn will be, once I transfer over the new domain name, will be Sojourn, S-O-J-O-U-R-N International, which is I-N-T-L. I think that's what she, that's what hopefully she bought as a web domain name, <laughs> .com. Um, that will be hopefully up and running in the next week, I would like to say. Mm-hmm. I hope. I don't know, the weekend's coming. I really don't want to do anything on the weekend. Anyhow, um, and then uh, obviously on Facebook, I'm Scott Jennings. Uh, my, my shining face is there. Um, and uh, eventually there'll be a Facebook page for Sojourn. Um, what else? Uh, that's really it. I mean, uh, on Instagram, it's fittech underscore uh, and underscore assembly, um, which I guess it should probably change that name too. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, when you change your name, you got to figure out where uh, where you've been branded everywhere. You know, <laughs> it's just like we're rewriting contracts, uh, we're redoing websites, looking for everything. Uh, all these videos I had that at the end had uh, our logos, I just had to take them down. Mm. I mean, it's just like golly, you know, oh, wow. life is busy. You know, but busy <laughs> is good, so I'm not going to complain. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for hopping on and uh, we look forward to having you on possibly again in the future. And uh, thank you for all you're doing in the, in the inmate community and the, in the, you know, the outmate community when they come out and you getting, getting them, you know, into entrepreneurship, that's that you're changing lives. You're changing the world doing that. That's awesome. Well, man, I appreciate you guys having me. It's fun to talk to you guys. Thanks for letting me ramble on for a little while. Um, you know, it's good to sort of share opportunities with people and, and thought processes and uh, hopefully we've helped some people today. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks guys. Thank you. And that was Scott Jennings with fit tech and assembly or my bad. I'm sorry. I said fit tech. (laughs) I'm sorry. What was it? Not fit tech. Go S uh, go uh, service RX service RX. Sorry with service RX. And that was a really good episode. That was really I'm, I'm the inmates entrepreneurs program. That that's awesome that he did that. Uh, he shows just push through adversity, you can make it. Uh, but yeah, you can find Live Let Thrive at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, remember to subscribe below, uh, follow on Instagram. We're always posting on there. So uh, yeah, thank you guys. Leave us a review on iTunes. That helps. Oh yes, sir. Always leave us a review. And we are out. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.